Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And, and it's <laughs> July 5th, a.k.a. yesterday was July 4th. I hope your holiday was fantastic. I think my holiday was fantastic, too. You know why? Because you ate hot dogs? No. You had dip? Well, I mean, I definitely did those things. But we also are running we took a rerun. Woo! But not right. quite a rerun. Well, it's an edited. It's a it's a it's a, it's a niche artisanal rerun. <laughs> it's an it is artisanal. I worked really hard on this one. I think it's really good. You worked really hard on it, but you didn't work on it the night before the way that we do our podcast, which is we do all the work the days before. You had yes. time to space out this work. Well, I'm really excited because people said we love the sign-offs episode, but you missed some of the sign-offs, and I was like, babe, I know there's a part two. In case you're new to the show and thinking, you know, what the hell is up with Gaga Guggy? You already know the answer to you're that. You're gonna get. Munchkins, Bunchkins. You're gonna get tits out, Cassiopeia. You're gonna get Tim Tebow, lesbian. You, you can't even stand that I'm saying these things. You're gonna get chocolate is salad. You're gonna get laptop. What's laptop again? Lep- Live and live in Vida laptop. You're gonna get the cup of life. You're gonna get that one, and you're gonna get that MacBook. The cup of life. <laughs> You got them all already. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Happy holiday, Happy I guess. Happy And holiday. enjoy this episode, please. Have a good day at work, Olivia Wilde. Have a good day at work, Olivia Wilde. Have a good day at work, Olivia Wilde. I want to talk about my favorite story of the week. Can yes. you move to it? Yes. I love the story because it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Once again, this bitch is in the news, and I don't mean Olivia Munn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog. It's a dog. It's always funny to use bitch when you actually mean a female dog. Oh, it's That's the best so joke in the book. That's the book of mm. jokes that I bought for this podcast. No joke is better. So Olivia Munn. Uh, Olivia Munn. Dispatch. Listen to this like word. This is how I was first. This is how I was first revealed to this story. This page six headline. Olivia Munn dispatched by dog walking app WAG after alleged dog napping. So it's sort of like, I have so many questions. One is like, what is WAG? Why is Olivia Munn involved? Did Olivia Munn do the dog napping? Is, is it her dog that was insane. napped? insane. Like, grammar has never, <laughs> grammar is shook, you know? like Olivia Munn dispatched by dog walking app WAG after alleged dog napping. Ten New Yorker copy editors just got like shivers down their spines hearing you read that. There, are there ten? Yikes, that might be overestimating. They have some. So... The long story short, WAG is this app that Olivia Munn is sort of creatively involved in. She is the, quote, creative strategist, which is sort of a vanity title. I think she was an investor, too. So she has, like, stake in this, this app WAG. What WAG does, it um, it's an app on your phone for people who need dog walkers. And it comes with, whenever you sign up for it, 
you get this special lockbox to put on your front door and only wag people wag dog walkers have access to this key and so when you need a dog walker they just send someone someone who has wag accreditation and they show up to your house they use the wag code they pull out the key they walk your dog they put it back so someone in battery park this neighborhood in new york used wag someone came to walk their cute little dog and they ran off with it they know this because there's like only wag people have access to the lockbox also they have security cameras in their building and they saw the wag dog walker grab the dog and run out the door okay so when they were when they came home and realized that their dog was missing of course they're distraught they contact wag and what does wag do Wag connects them to none other than creative strategist Olivia Munn, and they were on the phone with her from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Imagine that, being on the phone with Olivia Munn from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. talking about your lost dog instead of with the police. It's just crazy to me that they just, like, connected her to Olivia Munn. But actually, what I think I read a little bit deeper into this, and I think it's a little bit different than what we thought about what we thought at the show. I think... The people wrote about it on Instagram and Olivia Munn like found it. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, so they complained. So basically what I think happened, let me show you where I found this information. Oh, here. So they say their investigation didn't kick into high gear in until they tagged Munn, an investor with the company. So these smarties actually were like, oh, our dog is lost. Olivia Munn, like come like fucking tell us what to do about this you love wag so they tagged her and she <laughs> called them so she calls them and they're like oh i guess we got what we wanted but like we didn't want this like then they have to be on the phone with <laughs> olivia munn for hours right hours literally two hours they said two hours at four in the morning then they finally call the cops and the cops get the footage and get the dog back Fortunately, the there was footage. Fortunately, like this guy was who did the the robbing is an idiot, and he like didn't realize that number one there was a camera in there, and number two, not many people have access to the swag lockbox, and they have his fucking name, um, because he was a wag walker. Like it was the guy they suspected it being. They went to his house, they got the dog back, reunited. NYPT NYPD took a nice little photo of them reunited with the dog. Um, but the next funniest thing about this is this commercial for WAG that Olivia Munn was in a couple years ago. Because she joined WAG in, what, 2015? She was like, I'm investing in WAG. Uh, I'm a creative a strategist. Passion. I'm a creative strategist. I have a passion for, like, dogs and dog walking. Because we know that's Olivia's thing. It's like shelter dogs and dog walking. She's pivoting to WAG that. is not a bad thing to invest in. But if no. I was, like, trying to not be the face of dogs getting murdered then I wouldn't want to invest in something that could possibly. That's like being like, I know Uber is a good idea, but everyone involved in it is miserable and like, hey, you know what I mean? And that's, mm -hmm. I don't really want to be associated with something that seems like it's going to be like cause more ill. This is and what like WAG. like take advantage of people who use it, of the workers. Like yeah. you really have to be choosing your financial gain over like what it might do to your reputation or <laughs> emotional sanity because you're basically responsible for this thing that like WAG that has strangers going into other stranger, other people's houses. Yeah, and I think dogs. that's a lot of that's a lot of the criticism with WAG that that we've that we've yeah. read. I have it's a lot of friends people, who use it. And people who a lot of people who walk who have dog walkers like are like, why would I use WAG? I I want the same person that I can trust going right. to my and house. Right, and WAG, day. which you would think like you have a dog walker through WAG, you could say like, can the same person just keep coming back? Like you can't I'll just do it. and I'll still go through the app. You can't do it. So you can't do it. You just have to trust problem. that it's going to be. A good person. Or you gotta that it's find them on Instagram person. and hire them on the side, you know? Though I will say, this isn't the worst possible news because it shows that, like, these people, 
got caught pretty soon after they sure, stole it. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever. Sure. Um, but it shows that their vetting process is unreliable. There's someone just could just take the dog. Yeah. There's an ad for WAG that we're going to play a little part of here. It's really hard to, to deal with unless you can see it. But basically what's happening is Olivia Munn is in a house that she's, you know, making us assume is hers. But it's the most, like, basic, normal-looking house that Olivia Munn would never step foot in, let alone live in. And she says goodbye to her golden retriever before going to work, which is like, excuse me, what is that? She's like, bye, sweetie, going to work. And then she pets the dog and then she goes out the door and the dog is like alone and sad. Yeah. The funniest thing that I can possibly imagine in the whole entire world is a golden retriever, a loyal, beautiful golden retriever looking up at Olivia Munn and saying, (laughs) and saying, have a good day at work, Olivia Wilde. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This joke of yours. How long? Imagine, how long? imagine the dog getting Olivia Munn's name wrong. Please. I just like the, the idea of her being like, have a good day at work, Olivia Wilde. Okay, like I'm going to work. Have a nice day. And the dog's like, what's your job? Like in its brain, it's like, you have a job? Like, what's your job? Not To Who be fair, are all you? Golden Retrievers are probably like, what's your job? But especially to Olivia Munn, like, what's your job? <laughs> hey, be good, kiddo. I gotta go to work. I love you. Bye. Have a good day at work, Olivia Wilde. Turns out her job is like doggy detective. <laughs> doggy detective, and it should be as we Photoshop posters at the show, but it would like... Olivia Munn, Doggy Detective, makes as much sense as most Hollywood, I mean, most Hallmark original mysteries, so they should just do it. Olivia Munn, Doggy Detective, she finds lost dogs. Great. And it also promotes WAG. WAG would pay for the movies. It would yeah. be a great business idea. Yeah. I mean, overall, anyway. this is actually good press for Olivia Munn, who, like, and WAG. is still recovering from the bad press she just got, you know? I already sort of forgot about the bad press. She called out, you know, the she called out the bloggers. Yeah, she was like, you need to calm down. Leanne Cuisine. French crunch. Leanne Cuisine. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, Leanne Cuisine. Tim Tebow, lesbian. Love you guys. Bye. I would say crunch crunch, but I kind of want to throw up. Leanne Cuisine. Leanne Cuisine. Crunch crunch. Leanne Cuisine. Hello. I just had to stop the podcast um, because someone was having the name blindness with Lee Drummond, um, also known as the Pioneer Woman, which made me remember that the other day when I was in the grocery store, I saw that she has a line of frozen food now, including something called cowboy quiche. So um, who are the who's and them's of frozen food? So we've got like Amy's, Leanne, or no, Lean Cuisine. That's not a who. <laughs> okay, I, I can't think of any other frozen Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so to so hear funny. somebody having fun in the supermarket is so heartening. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne's is <laughs> so who's in them's I was looking at like Leanne's. there are a lot of I think <laughs> I do think Leanne that all cuisine. of these frozen I'm looking at, I looked at the list of frozen food brands, which included not just frozen dinners, as in like a... Leanne Cuisine. You know a Leanne who... Cuis- a Leanne Cuisine or you whatever. You know who uh, I think- zoomed to the talk, top of that list? Amy's. Mm. Amy's. Amy's, Amy's, yeah. Amy's like, woof. 
Those burritos so I was looking everywhere. At, I would call I would call Oneida? a lot of these I would call Orida? a lot of these Orida, but Orida's like just frozen potatoes. Stouffers? Like it, it's Stouffers? Stouffers? Stouffers. <laughs> Stouffers lasagna. There's a Amy's I would say is a them. Banquet I, I would maybe say is a who. Who? That's a who. Lean cuisine. <laughs> Leanne Cuisine. <laughs> Leanne cuisine, Leanne cuisine is definitely a them. Leanne cuisine. Kid cuisine is definitely a them because those those. What about it's iconic. not delivery? It's DiGiorno. DiGiorno. I think what about is Totino a pizza Frisch- rolls? What about freschetta? Is freschetta also a them <sighs> or is it a who? That. What about hot pockets? Freschetta. Freschetta was the DiGiorno competitor that was like, no, okay. we're fancier. That's a who. That's a who for sure. Okay. Uh, Marie Calendars, I would say, is a them. You have to. This question is. She knows the question is terrible. That's why it's so funny that we're (laughs) even answering it. But you have to separate them by like food type. You can't really go like, what's the overall food? It's like, oh, for pizzas. Oh, for like chicken. Well, I think I think she I think she specifically means frozen dinners, like the whole the whole thing in the tray. And so I think you got your Weight Watchers is definitely a them. Well, then banquet and like Marie Calendars are like them's. Yeah, smart lean cuisine a them. Yeah, smart ones, them. <laughs> what? Amy's, them. Kid Cuisine, them. But I think a lot of these, like Hungry Man Dinner, that's a them. Hungry Man is a classic. I can't get over like, I've never heard cuisine. of Michelinas. <laughs> Leanne, Leanne, Leanne Cuisine is so good. Okay. She couldn't even keep going. Now, the reason, the real reason we played that call, not only because it's hysterical, is because it had this follow-up, and then after this, we're going to end the show. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, so my sister left you a rather deranged voicemail about the who's and them's of the frozen food aisle. And I know this because she called me immediately afterwards. And I don't think I've ever heard her laugh so hard thinking about the who's and them's of frozen dinners. And so I just want to thank you for um, bringing some joy into this very dark time. Uh, your podcast is kind of the only one I can listen to right now. So um, thank you. Thank you for making my sister in Chicago uh, laugh so hard. Um, I'm going to her sister in San Francisco. Bye. I need to hear her say Leanne Cuisine one more time. Hold on. <laughs> Leanne. Or no, Lean Cuisine. That's not a... <laughs> I needed that laugh. Cause... To go from a... I mean, it makes sense because she's going from Amy to Lean. She's like, here's Susan, here's Jocelyn, here's Amy's, here's Leanne Cuisine. Honestly, just hearing somebody be joyful in a supermarket, it's like, I've never, I couldn't, couldn't imagine. Couldn't be me. I imagine watching this person, like, you're in your mask, you're six feet away, and you see this woman on her phone talking to the frozen. Being like, Leanne. <laughs> Dunkins, Munchkins. Dunkins, Munchkins. Munchkins, Munchkins. Munchkins, Munchkins. Bye. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, This is Sarah, medium time, medium time. Um, I just came across the fact that Giselle Boonchen, Boonchen, actually, first of all, how do you pronounce that? Second of all, Giselle has a twin sister named Patty, (laughs) a twin sister named Patty, who apparently serves as her manager and occasional publicity person, and this was news to me. Additionally, I told my friend this. 
and he replied with, who is Giselle Boonchen? So uh, I think I just need some help breaking this down, both about Giselle and Patty. All right. Scarjo yummy pop pie. This, what's really funny about this is that it reads like one of those good, bad SNL skits from way back where they have like, uh, like this is uh, this is Sarah and I'm her crazy twin. Like it, one of those things where it's like an unexpected twin situation. Yeah, like that. Uh, it's that Junice thing yes. with like Vanessa, uh, Kristen Wiig. Yes, that's what it was I'm all thinking. the like beautiful, beautiful yes. like Lawrence Welk models, and then Junice with the with the tiny hands. But I'm, and, what I'm, I guess this is implying that that Patty is not an attractive person. She's like beautiful. Basically, look, like the entire Bunchen family, all six Bunchen siblings, are more beautiful than anyone ever. <laughs> and yet Giselle is so, so, so beautiful, which is why she's a supermodel, that it's almost like even more tragic that you have to be her sister because normally well, you would just live a very be- a good life as a normally very beautiful person. But even if Giselle Bunchen weren't the most You can just call her Giselle. She's earned family, to be beyond Bunchen. Yeah. The moment you are a supermodel, like, fuck the rest of your siblings. Like, they could all be equally beautiful. Objectively, they could be six identical twins. But if Giselle is a supermodel, it's like, fuck you, you know? Yeah, it's just... It immediately adjusts the perspective. Um, It it changes the game. And so, but it is really funny just the names because Giselle is just such a, like, a glamorous sounding name. And then Patricia. I know. I was saying, like, an equivalent would be if... Uh, you had someone named Bartholomew and then his twin brother is named like Bud or like Frid. <laughs> Just like in terms of mouthfeel. Yes. How Giselle sounds on the yes. tongue yes. is very different than Patty. Yes. Oh, yes. Hi, this is my sister, Patty. And then Patty's always there with the clipboard and like an iPad and like, okay, Giselle, you got to go to dinner here. Here's your hot water with lemon. I mean, there's also just kind of like a fascination, and I definitely went through this entire uh, slideshow and was like, ah, ah, with celebrities who have twins because Mm -hmm. it's like they either look exactly like them and you're like, oh, they should be an actor too. Like they're identical or there's something Mm -hmm. slightly off that makes like one person a celebrity and why they look so kind of like – celebrity and the other person just a normal person like you're an attractive normal person you know it's also just the fact like if they weren't celebrities you probably wouldn't notice it but because one face is so famous and recognizable it's weird to see a face where like there's like a little glitch you know where like one thing's off right and it's not like an unattractive glitch it's just like a different it feels like unfamiliar and different and wrong in some way because you're so programmed to see like Giselle it's not about it's not about actual beauty I mean these women don't look these are fraternal twins they don't really look anything alike let's be real but they don't they look like sisters they look like sisters sisters. but Giselle's like nine feet tall and her twin is like less tall this is from a 2009 Vanity Fair cover story called Ellipsis and God created Giselle oh god um so what you do when you go to this story is you do control f command f and you search for Patricia and let's read all four instances She and her fraternal twin, Patricia, were the middle daughters among six girls. Imagine that. All of whom are good looking. Imagine being the other four. No thank you. Next instance of Patricia. Her twin describes her as bold and fearless. Also imagine this lifestyle where you are the twin of a supermodel. I know. Half of your job is is being asked about your beautiful twin. Just thinking about it gives me anxiety. It makes me want to to throw up. Her twin (laughs) describes her as bold and fearless. Quote, unlike me, Giselle was very talkative and she wasn't afraid to be away from home and for some time, even when she was little, says Patricia, she was very brave, and she was always trying to protect her sisters. Something like, don't mess with my sisters or you'll have to deal with me. Wait, what? Which is like, 
why do you have to keep Who's feeding her complimenting your sister? And then her Doesn't willpower made her successful, says Patricia. She has never let critics put her down, and this has never changed. She has the most amazing body, but what has really made her successful is her personality. By her way of doing things, her professionalism, what's really made her successful is everything. Um, and then, oh, it just says Patricia is her manager. That's the last instance. Lindsay, I just realized something. What? Patricia's the one who buys the munchkins. What do you mean? <gasps> Wait, in the story, she buys the munchkins? It's not, in, it's not in the story, but Patricia's definitely the one who's been to Duncan. Giselle has not. Oh, and people are like, they think it's maybe Giselle? Because <laughs> they see the card. They're and like, they're like, you kind of look like a boonkin. And I and I read that story about, about Giselle liking <gasps> munchkins. Oh my God. So this Patricia. entire time, Giselle's like, I go to Duncan, but it's been Patty. I bet. I mean, we're speculating, but that's I'm not speculating. I know in my heart. That's definitely I knew that Giselle happened. had never been to Dunk. God, imagine Giselle getting a box of munchkins and then having one bite of one and then being like, Patty, you can take these home. <laughs> Would your husband like these? And Patty's like, <laughs> It is good, like, thinking of Patty as a character, a disgruntled, like a disgruntled sister, sister servant character in Giselle's life. Who is gorgeous. <laughs> who's, go- who's equally gorgeous, but just happens to be the sister of Giselle. It's just y- your and luck also, in life, spent, man. She spent her entire life doing this, that she really can't do anything else. And it pays so well that she's like, I can't do another job. And Whatever. she loves the free munchkins. <laughs> munchkins for boonkins. No, stop <laughs> it. This is a bad joke. Okay, next up. Next call. Wait, is that the end? Yes. Oh, God, Maybe we're done. We're done? I mean, oh, no, one more. No, we're done, right? Oh, we're done. Oh, we're great. Um, oh, Patricia's married. Patricia married someone. <laughs> she had to, she married someone. Story? She married. Special day. The model's father, Valdir Bunkin, walks the bride, Patricia, down the aisle. And there's Patricia looking gorgeous. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's married. Uh, maybe they serve munchkins at her at her wedding also. <laughs> brought by Giselle. <laughs> brought by Patricia. <laughs> munchkins for Bunchkin. Okay, I hate this. I, we now I'm imagining like the Duncan employees taking selfies with Patricia and then labeling it Giselle. Like... Took another selfie with Giselle, my favorite customer today. And then Patricia's just like. <laughs> She's just like grits her teeth and bear- goes with it. Okay. Um, let's. Eat some munchkin. Let's before end, we end this show. Before we end, I'm sorry. I hate shing you, but I also like shing you. It's really funny that we are <laughs> skipping the last thing on the dock. It just says cat dimming. <laughs> uh, kiss out Cassiopeia. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. So I've been noticing that in a lot of, like, the movies that I've been watching, every time, uh, like, two people are looking at the sky, one of them always points out Cassiopeia. And I'm just sort of like, what is that? Why is that the only thing in the sky that writers point out for people? Like, what's the deal with that? Is Cassiopeia a them? What's going on? Also, like, who's in thems of constellations? Like, Orion's belt is them. <laughs> the Big Dipper? Them. But, like, what's happening? Help. Crunch, crunch. I don't know why this is, but constellations have always bothered me because I just feel like we've aged out of them. Like, I understand them as, like, before we had technology, I understand why you need constellations to track what's happening in the sky and you need to use, like, Oh, here we go. This like, controversial take. We don't need constellations anymore. To remember them. No, but, like, I do also, I get, this I haven't seen. This is problematic. 
you're gonna get canceled. I haven't. No, I haven't seen. <laughs> These movies that the caller is talking about were like, look, it's Cassiopeia. But immediately when the caller said that I was triggered, Cassiopeia has always been really funny to me because I was like, okay, Orion, I get it. There's the belt. I see it. Big Dipper, I understand. Like Little Dipper. But Cassiopeia is truly like a W. Because you know, like they're always in your books growing up in your science books. They do the extension of like, here's what Orion looks like. And they like extend what yes, 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 people yes, say. Yes, yes. The Why? Cassiopeia one is like, literally like one line. It's like a little W. And then they draw a whole lady around it uh, sitting on a chair. And you're like, okay, Hi, that's, that's a stretch. That's not fair. That's a stretch. That is not there. My issue is that when you open these star apps, which I love, you know, when you can see the stars when you're not in the city, you can see them and, and or the constellations. And all these constellations are also also have like uh, astrology names. So you've got like mm-hmm. your V. And so you've got these yeah, like really competing. Good, yeah. I just hate that. I hate that they're like these competing. It's like, what am I supposed to recognize it yeah. these as? You know, it's like, is it Taurus or is it fucking Orion? I know it's both, but. Like I'm sorry. Look at this beautiful graphic that I found of constellations. It's like I'm texting it to you, but like I mean, you'd think when you look up, the sky looks like this, but it doesn't. It doesn't. But you look up and it's like, and it's like Scorpio. Yeah, I get, I get that. That looks like a scorpion. That looks like a stinger. Like Gemini. Oh yeah, there's the twins. I see you. I see you, sweetie. Like I see. Oh Leo, that looks like a little animal. But Cassiopeia's literally a w wait did you like, text me the oh i didn't send you cassiopeia let me send you cassiopeia. cassiopeia compare it to the ones above it that are like clearly objects like i get it very abstract objects cassiopeia is like hi this does not count <laughs> no you're right you can't draw a whole lady like i could draw anything i wanted to around that w by your definition of what that thing is fucking w it's like a it's like a zigzag i implore you all to look up cassiopeia constellations google it because every artist's interpretation is like the most egregious artistic license drawing a full lady around a w (laughs) a full lady sitting in a big ass chair usually holding something i'm like sometimes she's holding a feather sometimes she's holding a palm sometimes she's holding a mirror how are you getting this well you know what i'm sorry but we're just trying to learn what the stars are. And if you need it, if you need to envision a lady, you got to envision a lady. And this one, it's like, oh, this time Cassiopeia is topless, like tits out Cassiopeia. Oh, okay. That's ridiculous. Ugh. But anyway, Cassiopeia is a them, unfortunately. Okay. Wow. I didn't know you like had a vendetta against Cassiopeia. Like, okay, great. Bobby's, now we know le- Bobby's least favorite constellation. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> also it's like they're turning each one a separate they're rotating it to fit their narrative they're doing a lot of projecting watch like somebody call and they're like the reason why it's a lady is because the star is the bye 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 boo 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 i quit astronomy in high school because it was all math no one told me i wanted to look at the pictures of cassiopeia cassiopeia tim tebow lesbian Crunch, crunch. Tim Tebow lesbian. Tim Tebow lesbian. Bye. Tim Tebow lesbian. Tim Tebow lesbian. Bye. Okay, crunch, crunch. Tim Tebow lesbian. Okay, I I want to move back to relationships and talk about Tim Tebow's new girlfriend. God, I don't even like fucking... Is Tim Tebow the football player who's like religious? He's religious. He's like, I'm a virgin. That's kind of his thing. It's, but is I he feel even like any, popular any sort of, anymore? Any sort of famous person who calls themselves a lesbian i mean not a lesbian a virgin what the <laughs> fuck 
any sort of famous person who calls themselves a virgin will just always like that's always going to be Wait, their number I'm sorry. one identifier. <laughs> any famous person who calls himself a lesbian. <laughs> I meant virgin. So he's a virgin. Okay, we get it. And also like but is he like a good football player still? Because there was a while where he was a good enough football player where people cared about him okay. on many levels. Are you asking me that as a joke? <laughs> when have we ever gotten a sports question correct? Okay. Anyways, Tim Tebow is dating Miss Universe. Is she still Miss Universe? She was uh, Miss Universe, I think, last year. She was Miss Universe 2017. Okay, fine. Um, but there's not much to say about her other than her name is... Both of her names are hyphenated, which I love. Her name is Demi Lee Nell Peters. She's South African. She won Miss Universe in 2017. And she seems cool as hell. So first of all, I was like, ugh, who cares about Tim Tebow? But then I Googled her, and she's kind of awesome. And the main reason is... During the Miss Universe pageant, fans may recall, fans may recall, do they, that the former beauty pageant contestant expressed her hopes to teach self-defense workshops to women after she was carjacked. So then you go to like the Miss Universe website, and yeah, she was carjacked a few years ago, held at gunpoint, and then she made it her life's work to teach women how to defend themselves. She punched the guy in the face, and then like ran away. So like, she's, you're saying she's... She's uh, Sandra Bullock in Miss Sandra Bullock in Miss Congeniality, yes. when she's like... Solarplex. <laughs> groin. It's like solarplex in steps something groin. Now, if all else fails, go for the four sensitive areas of the body. But just remember to sing. S I N G. Solarplex is in step. And also the other thing I love about her is she was on the cover of Cosmo, apparently. Oh, looking like looking like no one. Looking, looking like, like no one. But the best part is the headline on the cover is the untold story of Demi Lee. And it's like every story is untold because I don't know any stories about her. So like to tell me that there's an she, untold story is truly rude. It's just funny because imagine I know so little about her that every single surrounding headline could conceivably be around her you've like got shower sex you've got shower sex and then you've got six steps to a debt-free you like that's the face of someone who's debt-free right am i right and then it says the future is female 19 under 19 she could be 18 i don't know gen z beauty i don't know so this is june of 2018 that which is literally last month and the there's an untold story of demi lee i don't know what the untold story is i didn't read it Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can't, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. 
So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit, they're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep to, on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. Say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It- I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. It's so rude. Everybody is unique. And I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Chocolate is salad. Bye. Chocolate is salad. Chocolate is salad. Bye. Chocolate is salad. Bye. Chocolate is salad. Hey, Bobby and Lindsay. I'm sure this is the hundredth call about this because Canada is like the thirstiest food country in the English-speaking world. But I just wanted to say, while you're right about Kevin O'Leary's who ranking on Shark Tank, in Canada, he's a pretty massive them. Uh, he made his fortune in shareware in the 90s, which you might remember as the hooiest PC games. But uh, since then, he's been a kind of terrible, like, financial slash Bill O'Reilly type on Canadian TV. So we all kind of know him as the guy whose articles your lame cousin shares on Facebook. So, yeah, we can't get rid of him. He's also on the Canadian version of Shark Tank called Dragon's Den. It's the worst. Uh, please take him off our hands. Okay, thanks. Bye. Interesting. Here's the thing, too. Uh, last week after we – well, we failed to discuss him like a thousand weeks ago, and then we talked about him again last week. And then I Googled him and realized we didn't re- mention like one of the most interesting things about him. He's a, like a Trump supporter. Did you see this? Yeah, I just saw that, you know. 
10 minutes ago. He's a total Trump supporter and his whole thing, which is extremely boring at this point, is like, Trump is a businessman. Like, we need business. I love business. Like, it's very self-serving, the reasoning, because he's like, uh, stocks and bonds and stocks and business. Trump, businessman, Trump. You know, it's so boring. You need to run a country like uh, you run a business. Because countries are businesses, but they're big. It's like, it reminds me of, it reminds me of that fucking, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? No. what? Uh, Calling a country a business uh and like well countries need to be run like businesses and businesses uh, reminds me of uh the my favorite saying of all time which is uh chocolate comes from a cocoa bean and a, no! co- and a, <laughs> chocolate comes from a cocoa bean and no! a bean is a vegetable and a vegetable is a salad so when i eat chocolate i'm eating salad i love salad excuse uh, you um, <laughs> excuse you the story behind that phrase and i think you should actually look it up and say it correctly because the way that it's phrased is so good is that one time in outside nashville were we in nashville we were in nashville yeah um Bobby we, were between, and I, we were driving between nashville and dollywood um, and pigeon forge so we were somewhere between those things bobby and i stopped at a cracker barrel with our friends and we were just like looking at their awful gift shop which is actually kind of the best part of cracker barrel for not kidding ourselves and i found this sign like you know all those signs that have like sayings on them and they're all like my drug of choice is coffee you know (laughs) but there was one sign that i thought was like unique to the cracker barrel but turns out is a very popular kind of like saying there are a lot of variations of the saying but it's it's good Wait, the saying up- is the saying is the most popular one is chocolate comes from cocoa which is a tree that makes it a plant chocolate is salad <laughs> it's, so it's so funny it's like what first of so, all anyway. it's so many words so on a sign also it's like so long because you're just it's- like get to the point like what <laughs> chocolate is salad chocolate is salad i also um, love it <laughs> so anyway if you it's a stretch but that reminds me of kevin o'leary saying like no it's good trump is a businessman and we need to run a business and we run a country trump should be president chocolate is salad, <laughs> chocolate uh, is salad. i also love the uh why didn't i self-loathing buy <laughs> i love the self-loathing canadians uh admission that canada is the thirstiest who country so thirsty it's not your fault you just speak english so you are thirsty <laughs> Although maybe I take back self-loathing Canadian. Maybe he loves being Canadian. He just recognizes that Canada's thirsty. I mean, honestly, with the mess that's happening right now in America, being Canadian sounds like a bargain. Like, there, <laughs> it sounds fantastic. I would oh, totally be down. I mean, imagine how easily you could keep track of your who's and them's there. There's, you know, everyone's a who and like there's, you know, and then Celine Dion, <laughs> right? And then Drake. Everyone's a who and then Celine Dion and then uh, Justin, whatever his name is, Trudeau. He's the oh, other them. Justin Trudeau, Drake and Celine Dion and everyone else is a who. <laughs> Just so kidding. Easy. There are so many famous Canadian people right now. It's actually kind of weird. Like, everyone's from Toronto. Whoa, weird. That's weird. Uh, Living La Vida Laptop. Living La Vida Laptop. Living La Vida Laptop. Living La Vida Laptop. Anyway, Living La Vida Laptop. Living La Vida Laptop. Living La Vida Laptop. Thank you, guys. Living La Vida Laptop. Keep up the good work. Okay, so this is an extremely good article that we probably need to read in full because you need the full experience of reading the article. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to read the? Do you want me to start? Yeah, you start. Okay. Um, should I? Should I? Let me read the slug. Okay. So it's dailymail.co.uk/slash/tv/showbiz/slash/articles/some/numbers/slash. <laughs> 
Amal hyphen Clooney hyphen nearly hyphen takes hyphen tumble hyphen hyphen uneven hyphen cobblestone hyphen street dot html. The, the headline is Amal Clooney nearly takes a tumble on an uneven cobblestone street in New York City dot 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 four years after her sister Tala's big apple spill. So what I'm guessing and I've read this before but what I would guess if I first read this it was like Amal Clooney nearly fell on an uneven cobblestone four years after her sister also fell on cobblestone in the same city. <sighs> Okay, yes. fine. I'm that's, here for this. Right. Let's keep reading. Uh, I'll keep I'll reading. do just okay. Just tell me when to stop. Okay. Amal Clooney nearly took a spill similar to her sister Tala on a cobblestone street in New York City on Wednesday night. While Clooney, 41, didn't actually take a spill like <laughs> Tala, 47, in New York City back in May 2015, but she seemingly came close. What the fuck? <laughs> Also, this is actually worse grammar than usual. This is like Noah Centineo up here writing the his but, fa- first article. The but doesn't need to be there. It should just be while Clooney but d- didn't, didn't actually. She to, seemingly you came You didn't close. need to okay. write in New York City back in May 2015 no, there. Sure. We didn't need to write any of this. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll do one more paragraph okay. and then um, here we go. Both Amal's near fall and Tala's spill took place on similar cobblestone streets in the Big Apple more than four years apart. Okay. okay. And then there's a photo. <laughs> so every single photo in this story is a picture of a woman almost falling down. So here we have... But not falling down. Here we have a photo of Amal Clooney in a red dress on a cobblestone street. And she is like taking a little trip. Like her her, her heel her left foot is, is getting sort of like caught me. in a cobblestone. But she's like, you can't tell what's going to happen. It's like, what's going to happen? <laughs> Even though we know that she didn't actually fall down, it's still unclear. And the caption is, near spill, colon, Amal Clooney nearly took a spill similar to her sister Tala on a cobblestone street in New York City on Wednesday night. Then we have a photo, which I assume is Tala. And Tala (laughs) has fallen already. And she's looking at the camera like, no, as she's about to get in the car. She's on her knee. And this caption is, old spill, colon, while Clooney 41 (laughs) did like Tala 47 in New York City back in May 2015 but she seemingly came close okay so, no, you don't need the butt the butt doesn't need to be there so it's driving me crazy as we know so far Clooney Amal Clooney did not take a spill Tala mm-hmm. whose last name we don't know but who is her sister it's all moon I think it is but like it's well yeah. they don't use her lot they're just like Tala her sister she did take a She's spill totally Tala okay so back to the text article the article text okay so let's go th- <laughs> these photos. Okay. Okay. Next, we're going to go to the text. Clooney was wearing a full red dress that fell to below her knees with gray stiletto pumps as she hit the cobblestone street. She And then um, from the producers of Fleabag, back to life, stream all episodes now. Showtime. Okay. okay. Get rid of the ad. She was carrying a large brown bag while she slipped on her heel as it popped out on the street. Um, and then we have... Clooney didn't actually fall. <laughs> We're just repeating ourselves so many times. We Clooney know. didn't actually fall. Though her sister Tala did <laughs> did tumble to her knees in her cobblestone fall this breaks four years ago. Every rule of journalism. We do not know who we barely know who Tala is. We've repeated the same thing twelve times. Okay, another photo of a mom Clooney on the cobblestones. This time Probably half a second after the last photo. Her shoe has fully come off. Like her. But she hasn't fallen. But she's still upright. 
and it says Amal Amal colon. Clooney was wearing a full red dress that fell below the knees with gray stiletto pumps as she hit the cobblestone street. That's taken directly from the text. Then we have another photo of Tala. She's on the on ground. She's on her knees. It says Tala's fall, colon. Clooney didn't actually fall, though her sister <laughs> Tala did tumble to her knees in the cobblestone fall four years ago. Okay, back to the text. Okay. Amal wasn't seen with her husband, George Clooney, with the couple celebrating their fifth wedding anniversary in April. What? Amal and Clooney met through a mutual friend in June 2013, and they were engaged in April 2014. The couple obtained marriage licenses in August 2014 in London and married in a high-profile ceremony in Venice, Italy in September 2014. Okay. Then there's, an- <laughs> there's an embedded video of George and Amal Clooney at, like, the Catch-22 premiere. Then there's another photo... <laughs> A different. Fo- What's amazing is that there's the same text, but somehow the photos are all different. So there's a new photo of seconds later. Her foot is fully out of the shoe. She's like about to trip. and But she's catching herself. She's going to catch herself. This is still Amal. And it says anniversary. Don't forget, we were just talking about the anniversary. Anniversary, colon. Amal wasn't seen with her husband, George Clooney, with the couple celebrating their fifth anniversary in April. Which is like, What? Like, she wasn't, he wasn't there, even though they celebrated their anniversary in Mm -hmm. April. Okay, great. Keep Mm -hmm. going. Clooney is a lawyer who specializes in international law and human rights, who has previously represented WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. Earlier this year, Clooney was instrumental in securing the release of Reuters journalists Wallone and Kaiso U from Myanmar in May. She was also named the Special Envoy on Media Freedom by the British Foreign and Commonwealth Office. Oh, incredible. Then there's an embedded video of Amal Clooney spotted in a $3,700 <laughs> Burberry outfit for NYC meetings. And then... And then another photo. Okay. This one seems... Ankle still turned. But this one seems to be her shoe is either have, has been put back on or this was before the other photos. We're still only photos of I think of we're Amal. slightly ahead on the cobblestones. I think the timeline of the cobblestones suggests that she's moved a little ahead. Oh, so she put the shoe back on? She just shoved it back in her foot. Okay, so she's got the yeah. shoe back on. She's like, whoops, almost fell there. I'm going to keep going. And then the caption says, lawyer, colon. <laughs> Clooney is a lawyer. Okay, so then it repeats her job, okay? And then my favorite part of the Daily Mail articles, it says female fashion finder. And it has the dress that Amal is wearing as she's falling. The dress Burberry. costs $1,400. It's Burberry. It's a gorgeous dress. The wild thing is they use a photo of her falling again. <laughs> As if there's no photos of her not falling that exist in this world. They reuse mm-hmm. one of the falling photos and it says, you know, this Burberry dress. This is somehow written better than the entire article. The dress. You could well, this is the ad team. Right. So the ad They've team. They've got more oversight. Yeah. The ad team writes a beautiful dress. You can go buy this dress. Okay, let's scroll down. Scroll down. Clooney's sister Tala made headlines earlier this month when she was arrested for drunk driving in Singapore. That's how long it took for them to tell us that Tala mm-hmm. literally still don't know her last name or anything about her ever. It, she she was arrested for drunk driving earlier this month, which you think would be more relevant than Clooney's not be Clooney's job or literally anything else. Mm-hmm. She pleaded guilty on Monday to drunk driving and using a car without a Singapore Class Three driving license and driving without insurance. So like everything possible, everything she you got could everything. get arrested for for driving, she got it all. Yeah. Tala, who was a permanent resident of Singapore, oh, she's a permanent resident. She doesn't have a Singapore Class Three driving license. Tala, who was a permanent resident of Singapore, has been ordered to pay a fine of uh, sixty four hundred Singapore dollars, which is 
3,600 pounds, still doesn't help me, and will be qual- disqualified from driving for four years after her release from prison. Wait, <laughs> I don't think she's going to prison. I'm sorry. I know. This is making a lot There's of There's no information about whether she's going to prison except how much and money also, she might have to pay. Yeah. And also, excuse me, she will be disqualified from driving? That didn't stop her in the past. We're going to see Clearly. Tala behind the wheel in Clearly. no time. So then we get a picture, finally, of Tala. <laughs> And what's, but it's the moment she fell. It's literally, this is every woman's worst nightmare. It's the rolling of the ankle photo where you see her take a step. Literally, she's not even walking through cobblestone. She's walking over cobblestone to get into a car. And she takes a step onto the cobblestone and rolls her ankle. You see it rolling. You see the ankle rolling. And then it says, headlines. Clooney's sister Tala made headlines early this month when she was arrested for drunk driving in Singapore. Then we get another photo. She's on the ground. She's fallen. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, the car door is right here if I can get to it, if I can only get to it. Spill, colon. She pleaded guilty on Monday to drunk driving using and using a car with a Singapore Class 3 driving license and driving on insurance. Okay, great. That's the end. And that's the end of the article. Mm-hmm. That is a work of art. <laughs> what a silly story, waste of space, says Amanda from upstate New York. I personally love that Still, Bill story. commented, well, you clicked on it and read it. You, just, you got just what the advertisers wanted. Fair. Okay, well... Fair. Fine, but I thought that story who was is, great, although I still Tala? don't know anything about Tala. Like, I only know that she fell four years ago. Oh, and she drunk we did drove. A little, we did a little work. We found we found Tala's Instagram. We found out about Tala. It's not that hard to be like, Tala is an aspiring accessories designer. Like, and she, her line, totally Tala, hasn't launched yet or whatever, which is things that I found out. Uh, she's, She... Yeah. What's what's weird is that her, her website hasn't launched. Like, you need a password to get on it. But... Amal wore uh, a totally Tala clutch to Megan's wedding. Ooh, really? That's a big deal. Yeah. That was a totally Tala clutch. Totally Tala. Couldn't find, couldn't find like the the e-commerce link, but that was a totally Tala I mean, clutch. Also, Tala is like um, Amal's presumably younger sister. Older. Older? I really? Think so I think so. How old is Tala? I think she's older than her. She has four kids. Oh, it's, oh, she's six years older. She has yeah, four she's kids. Older. She's Sorry. forty-seven. She was driving her husband's BMW X5 around 2.30 a.m. on May 13th when the cops stopped her. <laughs> this is all information that we found with one Google. The Daily Mail's like 12 photos of her falling four years ago later. I'm getting none of this information. Do you know that she uh, was previously convicted of drunk driving in 2013? Oh, yeah. And yeah. she had to give away her license for two years. And then she drove again and got arrested again. Mm-hmm. Terrible. She has beauty and brains, as you found on InStyle. She graduated yeah. from uh, the American International University in London in 1995. Number four thing on the list of six things you need to know about Amal Clooney's sister, Tala, is she has beauty and brains. Beauty and brains. It's great. She has some kids. She has a website. Uh, she's an Instagram at Totally Tala. Totally And Tala. it's really fun. So if you click, you see this thing? I think yeah. I put it here. Don't click. Then where it click. says don't click. Do you want me to click it? So I found, I found, click the first one. Okay. Okay. And then read the caption. Describe the photo and then read the caption. It's like a, it's like a not very good photo of like what looks like an Italian countryside, but it's like looks like she could have gotten. It's Lake Como. What is the, what is the, what is the, um, the caption? Live in La Vida Como. Yeah. Okay. Great. Cool. Sun. Italian flag. Hashtag floating away. Hashtag rock the boat. Hashtag. We know that Amal and George love Lake Como, so she's probably visiting them. Is that what you got from that? Okay. No, no, no. I now close that tab. Then click Um, this. Click this one, yeah, okay. and then describe the photo, and then read the caption. It's an it's Italian scene, and she's got a laptop on a table, like she's like working. It says, <laughs> it says, "Live in La Vida laptop." <laughs> Don't I know it? 
<laughs> live in la vida laptop <laughs> but then the captcha the cat uh, the hashtags are tuscan tech desk with a view Tala snaps rose rocks or rose rocks rose rocks Tal- rose rocks Tala yeah. travels italy forense frenzy totally tuscany riveting rooftops totally breathtaking Tala, totally Tala. get inspired rise rock repeat <laughs> Firenze Frenzy's Firenze Frenzy is really good. She's oh good at God. she's good at hashtags. She's good at hashtags. Anyways, she loves she loves putting like inspirational things on her Instagram. Yes, which I love. The only thing you're that Tala in- is bad at is driving. So I would say she should continue <laughs> with all of these things that she's doing. She seems great at them. She loves these accessories and walking on cobblestones. And she hasn't oh. quite mastered the art of walking on cobblestones or driving. So maybe she's just not good at transportation. She needs to get better. She just needs to stay on a laptop. Totally tech. <laughs> totally. Living La Vida laptop. Living La Vida laptop is my favorite thing. I mean, she was, so, oh, before she was even arrested for drunk driving the first time, she was convicted of careless driving four years earlier than even that. And then four years earlier than early. She, basically, this woman should not be in a car. Get this woman out from behind the wheel. George Clooney's wife, Amal, is working in D.C., but as we know, George, ever the gentleman, he took Amal's parents and her sister out in New York to celebrate a really special occasion. Tala. Happy birthday, Tala Alamuddin. Amal's younger sister kicked off her big night with the ultimate party starter, brother-in-law George. Mom Berea and Father Ramsey also were seen arriving at New York's Il Buco restaurant. Tala's definitely edgier than Amal, rocking those skull earrings and those $800 Jimba platform suede glitter heels. Earlier this week, the mother of four worked this killer fringe leather mini and jacket paired with this Moschino milkshake bag. Then there was this white asymmetrical wrap dress worn with knee-high snakeskin leather boots. Her flair for upstaging and unique style has some calling her the new Pippa Middleton. Uh, so, Amal's sister, Tala, really, it's its her moment in the sun right now. She had her big birthday party last night. I was walking out, got this like pink dress on, looking hot, and then just eats it. Oh, oh my God. Oh, completely eats it. Her ankle rolls over, falls down in front of the cameras, and looks horrified. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby, uh, long time, third time. Um, I'm sure you're fielding a lot of questions about the 4th of July, but in the rest of the world, what's been happening is the World Cup. Now, I'm not going to ask you to discuss soccer, obviously, especially since all the thems of this tournament are already out and were kicked out of the tournament pretty quickly. But uh, there's this very cool thing called the official theme song for the World Cup. Now, you may recall, like, Shakira's Waka Waka song from a few years ago. This year, it's somebody called Nikki Jam. The song is called Live It Up, and it's featuring Will Smith and some other guy. Um, so I'm just wondering, how did Will Smith get wrapped up in this? Um, is he a big soccer guy? Who's Nikki Jam? Who's this other guy? Uh, good song, Bell song. So the song is called Live It Up. It sounds it's like Eurovision. By- it sounds like Eurovision. It sounds like Eurovision, which is, what, which is what the song should sound like. And honestly, the World Cup song always sounds like a version of like, we're in it together. Ole, ole. Like, the clap last your hands. One, yeah, that's what the last one was. It was really good. The best World Cup song of all time is the Ricky Martin one, right? There's no competition. Oh, I don't remember that one. The Cup of Life? Wasn't that the World Cup song? The Cup of Life. This <laughs> is... Wasn't that the World Cup song? I don't song? know. I just... I really just remember Ole, ole, ole. And Wait, come on. C- no, come... I don't know. 
Ricky Martin Cup of Life World Cup. Oh, la la la. I remember the that. The Cup of Life was... Oh, the, La Copa de la Vida? The world, yes, was the World Cup song in 1998. Mm. And I think it is the best one. I don't remember it. I'll play it Cup, here. I'll play it the here. The Cup of Life. This <laughs> is the one. You know it. Hold on. Let me just click play. Ole, ole, ole. <laughs> it's so good. How do you not know this song? Oh, this! <laughs> This you. was a World Cup song? You're trolling me. Of course it was. It's called The Cup of Life. I had to check. Are you kidding me? That was a World Cup song? I yes, never it's... realized that. Also, like, could it be any more perfect to be the World Cup song? They were like, Ricky Martin, write a World Cup song. He's like, I got it. <laughs> Wait, why don't they just use this for every World Cup? This is I, the one. That's what I'm saying. This is the one. <laughs> this is the song. The Cup of Life. I only know. Okay, Cup of Life. You're saying the part that isn't even the most iconic. Here we go, ole, ole, ole is the iconic part. Had you said okay, that, but... I would have been like, oh, okay. I did not know it was World Cup. I have not been watching the World Cup. I do find it fun, but I also find it like tough to just like turn on a sport. Like there's a part of me, like I, I, I when I watch it, when I'm in a place, I'm in a public place and it's on, I think, oh, this is fun. I love like everyone coming together and watching this thing. But then I love you, wanna, that. you don't want to watch it. Right. It's a sport that doesn't give you CTE. Right. I completely support that. That's but then I'm why not we gonna, love Eurovision. I'm never going to sit on my couch and then like turn on a sport. There's just something. It's, okay. it's impossible well, for me at this point. This caller didn't ask if you watched the World Cup. The caller asked about the song. It's called Live It Up. It's by Nikki Jam featuring Will Smith and Era Estrefi. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong who is from Kosovo. Uh, from Kosovo. People are kind of mad about this song because no one in this song is from any of the countries that are represented in the World Cup, well, which there's... doesn't really matter. Yeah, well, it's 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 Will Smith and Nicky Jam. They're both American, although, I mean, Nicky Jam, is his parents are like Dominican and Puerto Rican, but mm-hmm. he's American. Like mm-hmm. you said, she's from Kosovo. Will Smith, American. Um, is America yeah. not in the World Cup? Do they not play? I don't know no. how that works. Don't ask me questions about sports. I don't know. But no. This, so it's weird because the, the concept of the song is like, you only live once, so live it up, which is like fine, but that's really not like the point of the World Cup. I feel like you really have to try and match the sentiment of the World Cup, and this doesn't really, I guess, I don't know, it's like, the lyrics are like, one life, one dream, one moment, one team, one you, lights high, thousand yeah. roadblocks, one shot. Oh, that's the rap. One life, live it up, cause you got one Like, there's not just one World Cup and then we're done. There's one every couple years. It's They're not just putting once. in words that make sense. I just, the concept of the song is not strong. I guess you're comparing it to Shakira's Ricky, Waka Waka that makes it, you know, that was a nonsense Ricky Martin, song. Ricky Martin is the correct sentiment, which is, here we go. <laughs> this is the one. Go, go, go. Waka Waka is like kind of a good song, though. This time for Africa. We didn't really say why it sounds so weird. I would argue that it doesn't sound weird. It sounds like any other World Cup song. It doesn't sound weird. It sounds fine. And like the three singers are, the three performers are like from different places. I think the idea is like coming together and like, you know, from and having a song that's like bilingual and like, I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. I don't call. think it's that bad. Yeah, Whatever, I don't think it's call. bad. I think it's fine. 
I was like, I kind of like this. If I had heard that in Portugal, I would have rooted for it. I would have the stayed. The cup of life. Oh, God, me. stop saying <laughs> the cup of life. That's not, that's not the part to remember. <laughs> the cup of life. But before I do that, I also just wanted to play this for fun. On the flush, no, I don't want to hear Bobby woke up with that song stuck in his head. Do you guys know what that song is? I woke up with the Monica Brandy classic, It All Belongs to Me from 2012, their sequel to The Boy Is Mine. Uh, It was stuck in my head today and I can't get it out. But my favorite line is when they just go, that that MacBook, that that MacBook. (laughs) It's also wild that like that would be one of your, I mean it is, but like that's one of your most like prized like valuable possessions like just for a normal I mean, person it's, it's, it's like, like the most expensive thing i own my macbook it's like a, what MacBook. is it like those those cars those whatever those clothes like, those cars those rings and, and my macbook, MacBook. <laughs> bobby's like don't touch my macbook also it's like there's a line about how like you gotta log out of your facebook on my computer so it's like Duh. he had his own macbook uh You're but so then he was using her macbook well he they had two macbooks so i think Maybe he was using her. Wait, was he using her MacBook? Or did he have a MacBook that she bought him? You know what? It's her MacBook. That's what it is. He didn't have his own MacBook. Okay. That's, and that is one of the reasons why this song was like a huge flop and no one cared. (laughs) Because nobody wanted to hear a song about a MacBook. And that MacBook. Turns out. Especially in 2012. Maybe in like 2001, we wanted a song about a MacBook. You know? Well, because it felt like the future. Now it it just feels like the dull present. Wow, Lindsay, you did such a great job. And so did Timmy. You did too. You did too. Oh yeah, me. I did I did I did less than well, you. Well you did episode. but you did do I did more than the next one. But these segments, you all you did them. Those these were all you. Oh yeah. So you did do them. Yeah, they are all yeah. They are all yeah. yeah. So thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our read a theme song on most Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and editorializing and assisting so much with these compilation episodes. Uh, keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show, which is going to be normal. So call in, leave questions, comments about everything else that's happened this week, and we'll see you then. Support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes of Discord server and a whole lot more. Rate and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Let's actually end this. Bye. Bye. The cup of life. This is the one. You know it.